welcome to the Teenage Club Podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm your host, Lucas, and uh, joined Isaac. by Isaac and our very, very special guest. Hello, Cedar. Hello. Cedar, tell us a little bit about yourself. How are, why are you important in the world? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would say I'm important in the world, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a friend of, of, of two boys. <laughs> we all have a, yeah, we, we all have a purpose in this world, Cedar, so there's yeah. got to be something. Yeah. What is your purpose? Let's just start my... out with the big question. That's the very big question. Yeah. What is your purpose, Sudo? What is what is my purpose? You have ten life? seconds um, to tell me why why you deserve to live. Why I deserve to live? Um, I th- I think I can make some big changes. Okay. Yes. You know. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I just I just want to explore, man. Oh, explore. I, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking about archaeology. You know, maybe marine biology. I don't know. I just want to explore. What do you hope rocks to find? and if rocks underwater? Purpose, <laughs> if, I <had> to say, <laughs> if I had to say purpose, it's to explore. Ooh, that's fair. That's fair. That's good. That's one of the more well, interesting, you know, responses we've gotten to that. That you know, big question. <laughs> Most people are just like they just like list off their accomplishments, but no, as you, Steeter, you talk about what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, that's dude, impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm moving towards the future. <laughs> this car is oh, going man. forward, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So, Cedar, if you could sum up kind of your personality for, you know, some of the viewers who may not know the the famous Cedar Chase, um, I, I guess just in 30 seconds, how would you describe you know, 30 seconds. who you are? Yeah. There's no time limit. You just, well, that's, just that's, go for that's, it. That's, just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Um, I, would say, I would say I'm a pretty outgoing person, you know. Um, I'm fairly focused on schoolwork, stuff like that. Uh I like hanging out with friends. That's not really something you can do too easily right now. But um, I'd say I'm fairly sociable. I like talking to people. I like hanging out. I'm an. I would consider myself an extrovert. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. God, it's yeah. a short little summary of me as a person. <laughs> oh man, would you say right now during this time? Because especially since you said you were kind of an extrovert and stuff. Would you say right now, since, you know, we're a little bit more isolated, are you thriving or are you just kind of surviving? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say I'm thriving, personally. Um, okay. As, as much as I miss, like, seeing people and, and being able to be, you know, close to people, uh, I'm, I'm liking it. It's, it's allowing me to focus on schoolwork and college and stuff like that a lot more than if I had, you know, I had to go places every day. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of a that's that's a bit of a grounding thought for me too, is because you know I've personally you know just been kind of dealing with uh, like just the you know it's just a big change to like go from a you know vast social environment at school to you know just kind of isolated. And I'm you know I wouldn't say I'm too extroverted, but it's like it it has been starting to get to me. But yeah, like you said, you know um, it, it has allowed. There are definitely some good aspects to it, like you know. I've been more focused, you know, I can, I'm able to concentrate on assignments and, you know, do them in a good amount of time. And, you know, I still have like plenty left to do in the day, but you know, the problem with that is just too much time, but yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I kind of feel the opposite of that most of the time. It's like, I feel like doing our zoom classes and, and having to manage all this stuff on our own and just kind of doing it, it just like tires you out more than school did. Cause with school, you were just kind of like going there. You know, that was like our job and you would get used to it. Um, yeah. And you're surrounded by things at school that you like doing and things you don't like doing. So that can kind of help you kind of balance out what you, what you want to do in life and kind of, kind of, you know, it's just overall a better, I, th- I feel like it's a better experience. Um, and it might, it, this is also just me, but you know, just getting more stressed out over the past few months kind of sucks. Um, yeah. But then again, I also work a, a part-time job, so. <laughs> no, but I, I kind of see what you're saying there because with like being at home, there's also like you know way more things to get distracted with, and you know more more time to to think. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like you know, um, you get thoughts like you know if you know am am I drifting away from friends or you know you know am I uh maintaining to good appearance online that kind of thing you know it's just like you, you have more time to think about those kind of toxic thoughts that 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> they're not good for you. <laughs> you know, yeah, when you're in a school setting, you can kind of surround yourself with, like, like I said, you can surround yourself with things you love doing. And that can help you, you know, deal with emotions and then pain and stuff you go through. It's harder to do that when you're at home 24 seven. Hmm. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a bit of a shock because as someone who uh, really likes acting, that was, that was a big part of my life. And, you know, my, my days almost every day was kind of go to school after school, do rehearsal and then go home, do homework, go to sleep and then do the same thing the next day. And so then to suddenly have uh, about almost a year now of kind of just being at home all the time, it, it was definitely hard to get adjusted to that. Yeah. No, yeah, no, that's kind of like uh, 100 to zero. <laughs> Go but yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, drama definitely has seemed like a kind of a, a, a big interest of yours, Cedar, like throughout the past couple of years and stuff like i don't know it's it it was just interesting to kind of see your developments with that with like you know you, you started out as a sophomore with was it sophomore year you were in yeah. the pride and prejudice right you were just like a you were like one of the background characters and then yeah, and then you kind of moved up the the social hierarchy in that um sense there and you know yeah you, yeah, you've done of, you've done a lot in theater. <laughs> that was kind of a funny story because it it started off because I was on crew. I was uh, a grip, so basically just moving things on and off stage during the productions. And then the director was just kind of like, "We need somebody to do this one thing in these couple scenes." And since he had previously known my sister and stuff, um, he was like, "Hey, you!" And I was like, "Oh, whoa, this is kind of fun." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I, I I auditioned for the next one, and then it, it just kind of kept going from there. Yeah. Was that no, like, yeah. Was that the sorry, initial? Sorry. sorry. Was that the? Was that like the initial snowball? It was like the. You uh, you started off with tech and crew and stuff like that. Yeah, my my sister was really pushing me to audition, but uh, I I didn't really have much motivation for much freshman year, and so it started off more with the idea of I could get all the community service hours I needed to graduate from doing <laughs> crew. And then uh, just kind of being split between being an actor and being, you know, um, a grip. And I, I got really interested in it. Mm, yeah. And then it, it just kind of became something that was fun for me. And yeah. So I started to really enjoy it. No. Yeah. I remember it was just like the progression of your roles throughout the years. Like, you know, you're sophomore, you're just background character. And then, um, the next year's play, you you had like a, a smaller role, but you're still you're still in it for a bit. And then like, uh, what was it? Um, what was the, what was the play that uh, was last year that was the only one that was in person? Oh, um, be more chill. Yeah, be more chill. Yeah, you were you actually had a part with like uh, lyrics and stuff. Yeah, and like pretty like, significant. God damn, <laughs> <laughs> it's like moving up in the world. <laughs> right, that was that was great. Sung about your pants or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember all the lyrics from uh, from that? Uh, still are, or is it no, fleeted? It's, it's it's mostly fleeted, but I remember some parts of it. Yeah, like, good. yeah. No, I I knew you were gonna be in it, but it was just like, it, yeah, like you're saying, it was it was a shock. Just like, oh god, that's Cedar. <laughs> you going your for pants it? Pants on stage. <laughs> Well, it's awesome oh, how that was such a good show because, like, yeah. um, like I, I, because I'm in, in theater tech and stuff like that. I've, you know, we, we've seen every single show that our school has done, right? And mm-hmm. they've been like progressively getting better and better, which is like interesting to see because you'd think that like a nice like high tech set and like really really good characters and good writing and good actors would like make a play really good or a musical really good, but it's more just like. Hot, like the vibe really <laughs> like be more chill was like a super it was a weird weird musical and there was a lot of thought put into it especially on the set design and stuff like that like yeah the, I, I don't know if you remember this cedar but the whole every, like how every single part of the set was a moving object yeah and there was like right. <laughs> and just like how everything had, was like multi-purpose it was super cool and the lighting mm-hmm. oh my god the lighting was so cool I agree. I think I think part of what brought to that vibe was that, you know, everybody at that point who was in that show, besides, you know, freshmen and stuff, 
had at least been in one show before that. And so it kind of created like a community, not only in like the actors, but also like the stage crew and directors and assistant director and everything like that. Everybody kind of already knew each other. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. When it you kind of landed that, that like heightened energy in it. Yeah. When you establish that relationship of like a really, really just like tight knit acting community and like tech people, you can actually like do a lot more stuff and do it more efficiently. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't stop. However, you know, like you were saying, the people just doing it for the community service hours. Cause Oh my <laughs> God, you get so many community service hours for being in a play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember just from, uh, ushering that one time, just ushering that that's just like showing up to the shows. You, it's not including, you know, like the, the prep work, the several weeks before just like showing up, you know, leading people into the door. I got, like, 30 hours from that, and it just satisfied my requirement. Because yeah. like, I already had, like, 10 hours, and it was like, boom, I'm good. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> How many hours uh, did yeah. you get, Cedar? Because you were... Because you... Most of the actors will be, like, working on the play since, like... Um, like, like if the play's in, like, May, they start working on it in, like, January or February, right? Yeah, so if, if... Usually, the spring one is in May, and then you start... The auditions are in December, and then you start in, like right after winter break so kind of early january Mm -hmm. and the actors actually don't get any community service hours except for the set building days so it's only like stage crew ushering and actors when they go to the set building days um that you really get any hours but i think total i got from everything that i did somewhere around like 100 because of stage crew and then spending long days working on the set yeah that's what i got that like I usually get like about a hundred for each show with stage crew. Um, just adding up the hours that you, you yeah. go to like plays and like meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. God, so any advice? Any any advice for you know any underclassmen? Just like just just do the theater in some capacity for like <laughs> one. Just do it once, and then you're good. <laughs> I I'd, I'd say well, um, it is definitely a really good way to get you know hours and stuff. It, it's definitely like a lot of work like yeah, you know, oh yeah age crew it's mm-hmm. usually about like six hours after school every, it's like three to nine most days mm-hmm. for like three weeks yeah uh-huh. and that's like you know depending on you know with the shows themselves as well like going yeah. after school and <laughs> especially <laughs> you know, if, yeah if you're if you're in theater tech like class like oh my god you're spending like a third of your life just working on this show because you're building the sets during school and after school you're doing theater tech and working on your routines and your transitions and stuff (laughs) and then you have like three weeks of shows after that yeah it's it's soul sucking but it's awesome my my biggest piece of advice is probably don't unless you're prepared to do the work then i guess you could do it for the hours but i think the best thing that you should do is just do it to have fun because i mean you meet a lot of people like a lot of people when you do it and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I was definitely in my shell kind of before that. I didn't have, I mean, I had friends, but it was the same friends that I'd been friends with since like, you know, elementary school. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Isaac, I've known you since like fifth grade. And yeah. so, um, <laughs> and so it, it was kind of a nice experience to be able to meet like, I think close to 40 other people Man. with the, the cast and the crew combined for some of the bigger shows. And it, it's a really nice opportunity to, to, if you're an underclassman and kind of starting high school, it's a really nice opportunity to kind of feel like you're fitting into somewhere, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess when you're uh, kind of in that tight-knit community for, you know, days, weeks, months, you know, it's just like, it, it, it's like you, you have to find relationships, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's just yeah. like human nature. Like, <laughs> yeah, when you, gonna, you, know, you throw yourself into the situation. And you can't just like willingly choose to block out everything around you. Like you need to just like start talking to people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you won't do your job right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, did a lot with theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did a lot with the theater. It's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like. So, oh, sorry, sorry. You go, Isaac. N- no, no, no. Are, are are you still on the topic? Because I was gonna, bit. I was gonna move on. Okay. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. You you go. <laughs> it's okay. You know, theater, I don't know if it's, like, an underlooked role in, like, extracurricular activities, 
but it, it plays such like a huge impact on like you know a school person's like life and and the amount of hours they put into it when you compare it to like all the other stuff that you can do after school as well with all your extracurriculars and, and other stuff you could do it's really crazy how many options there are <laughs> and how much stuff you can do because mm-hmm. you think about the people who you know play sports after school or they're in multiple clubs or they're doing these things or, or you know extracurriculars outside of the school district and just like jeez like where do you get your free time <laughs> what do you do but yeah anyway isaac you go now you, you, okay you go to your topic okay so we all we all know cedar he's a friend of the show because you know he came in on uh episode three with <laughs> with miles right yes yes <laughs> and yeah no it's just i i I guess kind of re- reiterate, like, what what happened? <laughs> yeah, what was that, Cedar? What 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 happened? Because you 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 showed up and then you you you're calling about the burger, right? Yeah. Okay. So it, it kind of started because um, I can't remember if I called Lucas or messaged him. I I started sending him something <laughs> about a burger. Yeah. And uh, I I that that's basically all it was. Was yep. I just started talking about like a burger to Lucas, and Lucas was like, "Get in this call," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, what did we oh, yeah, talk was about just... when I when I joined? I don't remember. It was kind of we talked about trucks a lot of the time. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, like talking about getting a pickup truck. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, I just I, I just wanted to comment that it was a good addition. I didn't really have anything else. Yeah, <laughs> so, we, I don't know that. The whole theme of this episode is that we're interviewing Cedar, but can we like kind of brand it and like market it as like the Cedar Intrusion full interview episode? Like, sure. We're interviewing the the, the intruder who intruded. Oh, so it's like an interrogation. Yes. 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 Sir. So why'd you do it? <laughs> yeah, why did you do it? Where's the motive behind messaging me the word burger and then getting into I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. You broke the sacred oath. Of Teenage Club. <laughs> I thought, like, you, I honestly thought, like, you knew or something, because, like, you almost never just, like, cold DM me or cold call me and just, like, say random stuff. So it's usually a special moment whenever you do. Um, I, I, yeah. I think what started it was I was going to ask you something about a computer part, <laughs> and then I just started at, talking about burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. It was, a, it was a good uh, addition to the episode, I think. It was just that layer of, like, unexpected, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. like it, it was just, like, not planned out at all, you know? <laughs> but I think it made it better. I don't, I don't know if Miles is salty about that, but that that's another that's another topic. That is a very, that's another topic. <laughs> that's the only unplanned intrusion we've had in our podcast, because we had the Santa intrusion in the Christmas special. But that was totally I, unplanned. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. But we, we totally did not plan that at all. Yeah, no, that was that was totally Santa. He just <laughs> he hacked, he hacked in, he hacked into our Discord. <laughs> Don't even know how he got in the server. <laughs> oh man! Oh wait, what is this? Huh? He's in the mainframe. <laughs> what? <laughs> come in. Um, we do he's in the mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> I will cut out any awkward silences. So don't 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 be no to no they're all going in they're, they're all, all going in this is un- they're all go- this <laughs> is unedited gonna, we're not even going to do any audio editing we're just going to upload no. this audio file <laughs> <laughs> just, just right after no it, it's like it's not even like it's just like an auto command it just goes right into the cloud whatever we say <laughs> is is permanent so no don't say anything that'd get you in trouble mm-hmm. yeah see so you're typing again am I allowed to say porn. Yes. Am I? Okay. Sure. Okay. Yes. Wait. Um, legally. I mean, save. <laughs> well, like the word. When I was, I was, I was looking through me and Lucas's uh, Discord history really quick to to find the moment that he invited me, <laughs> and in that intrusion, I see a conversation during it that I had with Lucas where I say, "Can I bring up porn or no?" <laughs> <laughs> um. What? Why did you want to bring up porn? Because <laughs> I found. I, 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 this, Mm-hmm. I, fa- I found this this screenshot of um 
of this conversation between me and Lucas on over text. I think I remember where this. I, <laughs> where I say, yo, Lucas, send me a photo of the girl you made. Because I was trying to show it to one of my friends. And Lucas responds with, Cedar, pornography is free all over the internet. And I just say, Lucas, just send it. Not why I'm asking. And he hearted it and then didn't respond for about seven hours. <laughs> See, I communicate by hearting. That's that's what I do. That's like my life with uh, Instagram DMs and texts and stuff like that. Um, I think hearting a message, it, it gives it, it, like it has like a deeper meaning than just like trying to respond and say something. <laughs> I, I, I can kind of see that sometimes like someone will send me something like a like a post or a, a meme or something mm-hmm. and i i don't really know what to respond back so i just like the message yeah <laughs> i'm like i don't know what to say i to get that i get that see i kind of i don't know if i overthink this <laughs> but i whenever i get like a message from someone i feel like if i just heart it and then not say anything that's like that's like being worse than left on red that's like that that's like to the point where like you you think this person cares about you, but they they're not willing to respond. They just double tap what you said, and then they move on with their life because they don't care, you know. And yeah. and so communicating by hearts, it's a it's a it's a learned tactic, you know, in group chats and stuff. Isaac, mm-hmm. I haven't brought this up because I've been embarrassed uh-huh. to talk about it, but okay, we, I think we heart each other's messages too much. You think so? I think we do. I think. Well, I think we're 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 prone to it. I think both of us because I I try to I, I like heart whatever is like you know like funny. You, you know how it's like LOL became like you know <laughs> right it became yeah. it became the embodiment of that noise right? yeah yeah and so every every message that you send that makes me go <laughs> right I just is heart it uh, I, I just heart it you know it's just <laughs> it feel it feels like. Res- out, like out of respect you know it's just like hey bro i think that was kind of funny man <laughs> you know <laughs> do you not think it's like losing its meaning though because if i go into our dms and i like i i do the math and i figure out how many we've sent that aren't hearted well let's 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 do a little in podcast check let's do it is there a teenage glow romance going on yes maybe yes i'm gonna cut out this this long silence here while I find the thing I'm looking for. Okay. <laughs> Thursday, 2.22 p.m. You sent me a story from Sean Evans um, of him of him responding to people on Twitter, getting mad at people for getting rid of one of the sauces on his game show, Hot Ones. I, I liked it, and I responded, I saw that on Twitter. Every guest's reaction to it is great. You hearted that. You responded after that. I hearted that. Then I responded, you hearted it. <laughs> you responded again, I hearted it. I responded. <laughs> you didn't heart my response after that, and then oh, dick move. Yeah, dick move by Isaac over here. And then you responded <laughs> with two messages, and I hearted both of them. And then you hearted me. See, this is the kind of communication we need in our modern language and mm-hmm. society. This goes deeper than just the words that we're putting into our messages. This is the will I put in the effort to double tap the person's message to show that I have any sort of appreciation. Oh, yeah, and, that, and that's just that's just how like words in general, you know, how they work. It's like, you know, like uh, what was, what's the word? Simp, right? Yeah. Th- take that as the example, Exhibit A, right? <laughs> simp, right? It's like you know, back in like uh, last year or whatever, mm-hmm. it was like used, you know, for uh, you know, it was like oh, you know, Mordecai's a simp, blah blah blah, right? Like people were making those jokes, and you know, just like simp, simp was the funny, right? But people have used it beyond its definition and i guess in a sense the definition has almost changed just maybe maybe not like in the written dictionary but like in a sense it's like you know in the culture of the internet i guess right mm-hmm. it's like it's it's just it's just a word that's changed you know it's meaning more to like a person who respects women right it's it's kind of it's <laughs> yeah. kind of just reached that point and it's just i don't, I don't know i just find it interesting that like I, you know, I th- words I, and stuff change like and evolve like that you know <laughs> it's funny how many words that like have been created in the past few years that like mean like nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like 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 just loose expressions um but also i do think the word simp has been it's being used less and less like i, I don't see too many people saying it anymore well yeah now yeah like n- more now because 
people are like, oh, it's cringe. So now, now everyone thinks it's cringe. So <laughs> that's, that's like how it works. It's, it's almost moved to like a different part of the internet. Like, yeah. like before, it was, it was kind of like, I don't want to say like mainstream, but it was something that was like very involved in like people who like make memes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everyone was saying simp. And now I don't really see those people saying it anymore, but it's moved into like other communities on the internet. You know what? You're right. Simp has become a word that's like, it kind of means like stan now. Like it's, it's used in like tight knit oh. communities. Like I simp this, I simp this and that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's like, totally right. it's like a total like replacement of the word stan, which by the way, just like that, that was totally taken from an Eminem song, right? Like that's like a total what? like that the word stand stand to stand someone, yeah, yeah. That's well, like, it, yeah, and even even stand has changed its meaning too because stand was short for stalker fan, right? But no, now no, it, now it's more like it's more like super fan. No, the word stand right? came from the Eminem song. It it came from the Eminem song, but I'm pretty sure when it kind of started, it it was like a mix of coming from the Eminem song and being like stalker, a stalker fan. fan, like like taking it yeah. too far. Mm. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought it meant. Well, was, wait, has Stan that, actually been it, like coined as a word? Well, I don't know. But let's look at it. I kind of like them. Its its definition has definitely changed. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's yeah. In the, it's in the Oxford Dictionary. It's like stalker fan, where it's like too far, but now it, now it's like more people have like embraced the term Stan, where it's like you know, it's like oh, I stand him, which is just like you, you know, you're like a super fan, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. The um, Merriam-Webster says definition of stan it's slang and using in a disparaging sense an extremely or excessively enthusiastic and devoted fan yeah <laughs> but here's what here's what's funny that the example they give is he has millions of stands who are obsessed with him and call him a rap god i mean come on that has to be <laughs> it's like that's directly eminem just like yeah. where that came from um urban dictionary says that stan based on the central character in the eminem song of the name uh, a stan is an overzealous maniacal fan for any celebrity or athlete oh okay so do you remember the song because i do I, so, i've listened to it once or twice yeah it's it's like it's that that song that they they he the whole song is like he's talking about like this fan who's like you know completely crazy and obsessed with him and, um, you know, eventually kills himself because of just, like, how crazy he is. And, uh, you know, his name was Stan. I don't know if he, like, named the character Stan, though, because, like, it's, like, a super fan. Or it's just, like, like rhymes with a lot of words. But, you know, that's, like, a pretty modern word. It's yeah, I can't remember if he named him Stan because of the phrase Stan. Or if the phrase Stan came from him naming <laughs> that crazy fan Stan. Oh my god. There's a Wikipedia article on Stan Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Stan and Simp have both become words that have become very, like, contextualized, if that makes sense. I feel that. Like, before they kind of had, like, one meeting. But, like, Simp was... I don't know. I feel like there was a period of time where Simp was kind of synonymous to being, like, an incel. If that makes sense. Like, I think people... A lot of people saw it as kind of the same thing. But, like, more like, I don't know. But lately, it's kind of become sometimes I see people use simp as, you know, like, overly respecting women. And sometimes I see people use it as, like, oh, my God, he's so hot, I love him. <laughs> and I don't know. I, ju- I just find that weird how, how quickly things, the meaning of something can change. Yeah. Well, we're kind of seeing and that. And even what the, you brought up. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you go, Isaac. Okay. No, I, I was just saying that, like, even what you brought up, Cedar Insult, that's also another word that yeah. <laughs> that has changed over time, oh, too, because yes. that was, like, that was, like, the, what was it, like, 2017, 2018? That, that was kind of the word. There was always a word for something like that, you know, means you like women too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, you know, it, it's just kind of, it's just kind of been passed down. I wonder what the next word will be. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're kind of yeah. seeing that we're kind of seeing that now with the wojack character you know yeah because like the whole oh, thing God, that's wojack, a whole other thing <laughs> that's but, you know it's kind of like a parallel because like you know it's it's been like associated with like you know right-leaning 4chan culture for years and years now yeah um, and it's always been the character in like edgy memes kind of like pepe as well because it's just like 
you know, people will use them because they think it makes people upset. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like now, it's used everywhere, and um, you know, there's also like the, the alternating versions, the e-girl versions. Yeah, they're like evolving. Everything. Yeah, I kind of like it though. Like I kind of like how it's just so different now, <laughs> and it can be used I, in like any scenario. It, it's just so shown that like meme culture, like people have been saying, has just become come full circle. Like you know, oh back in God. you know two thousand two thousand nine two thousand ten, it's like you know we we had like the rage comics and all that <laughs> stuff, and and you know I think the the original Bojack was yeah, like you said, he was around, he was around then. Still, he's been around for a while. It's yeah. just you know, um, he was. What was it? He, he was he was call, he wasn't called Wojak back then. He was no, called. Uh, I think he was. I I, I remember. I, I thought he was called Feels Guy. I thought he was Feels Guy. Well, Feels Guy, I think, is like Feels Guy and Wojak. That's kind of like how it's like interchangeable, kind of. Because okay. Wojak, I think, is the actual like original name. Oh, is Wojak Wojak's like an umbrella term, and then Feels Guy is the one name where it's like yeah. I know that feel. Yeah, yeah, Wojak, yeah, yeah, Wojak yeah, is like yeah. The character Feels Guy is literally like the classic Wojak resting face of just like sadness and despair mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah no we we had that and then and then a while you know that that was cringe and now now it's kind of come back in its new form with the you know the chad and the you know oh i love that all that the, the, Kuma, the chad wojack <laughs> soy jack you know there's so many there's so many now it's great well the virgin consumer versus the blank uh enjoyer you know that. That's a, oh, that's a very, oh, those are so good. Those are. So I good. love them. You know why? Because they're just like <laughs> they're a, a perfect, ironic take on like really low quality shit posting on like foreign Facebook, and then it's yeah. like taken to like this new level of just irony, and now it's used unironically. <laughs> God, you know what? I, okay, you know what? The I study really of like meme irony is like it. It just like requires like some sort of like credentials like, exactly it's, it's just gone so deep you know how we don't like, even know where it is you know how like there's entire movies and books and like uh articles of study surrounding culture and language use through the past like few decades i yeah. really really want modern memes to be analyzed and like like shown like in in classes and stuff just because in his period of like less than 10 years memes turn from being really simple and just like you know like like super super simple kind of text-based you know picture variations shit to this world of surreal uh absurd ironic uses of of just crazy stuff and yeah i don't even know how like it makes sense <laughs> yeah I, I, well i think in a- if, you, if you look at like memes that like most people would like consider funny like nowadays mm. Like, and you really, like, think about it, like, why it's funny. It's, like, impossible to, like, figure it out. Because <laughs> they're just so stupid and absurd. I, 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 like I, I said, you're just irony. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Isaac. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't saying anything. You go. Oh, okay. Um, speaking of, like, irony, I've had a couple, like, personal cases with this myself. But just thinking about, like, at what point does irony be- become, like, not irony anymore? <laughs> like like i've i've had a couple instances with like memes and even just like ironic jokes like making jokes ironically where at a certain point it's just like it's not even really like a joke anymore you're just saying it to say it and i feel like i feel like meme culture is gonna is gonna reset soon and go back to like stage one <laughs> well, well i think like like i was saying that's already well, that's already kind of started you know with the, with mm-hmm. the with all the pictures like all the comics and stuff it's just mm-hmm. like it's kind of showing the parallel to you know before it i mean you know at least, like you said there's still a lot of like surrealist uh uh content and stuff but i think we have kind of hit that stage where it's cuz cuz i've seen like the same content that i'd see on instagram i've seen on my facebook feed and my facebook feed is just like my family members you know right. so it's, right. so we've hit that point like i think i think the prime example of this is the the bernie meme that meme has okay (laughs) say say about what you will but it's transcended (laughs) all age groups all social medias it Mm -hmm. was everywhere for like three days and like you know yes and it was just like it was just like everyone came together you know in that in that (laughs) moment and i was like you know it's just it's just something i haven't seen you know in a long time yeah (laughs) it's, it's pure it's clean it's kosher (laughs) <laughs> get it because he's jewish um 
it's it's just like a perfect kind of you know shareable format that you can share with people and it yeah. works i think this is a good opportunity for us to analyze a meme the three of us um, okay. so i here on my my instagram saved feed i have this okay. video that you i know you and me both isaac love this video i want to know your opinion cedar this is an older get stick bugged meme Okay. Um, oh god! But this is the one where it's Walter White, and he looks at his phone, and it looks like oh, a gorilla like playing the piano, and he like smiles, and then it turns into the video of get stick bugged, and then he like gets mad and like goes like, um, and to us, this is like the funniest video we've ever seen. Like, this is just really, really funny. But if we think about it and we analyze it, the funny part isn't the gorilla playing the piano. And it's not yeah. get stick bugged either. It's it's the Walter White aspect of it, right? Because Walter White is a funny character, and like that, <laughs> and it's it's why like he's prevalent in so many memes now. Now, right? He's just yeah. like a funny character, even though he's like a serious case of just you know great writing and uh, you know awful awful personality for for who <laughs> yeah. he is, right? Um, no, and I, I think the the recent. Um you know, comeback of the Breaking Bad memes, you know, I, I think that just came from, like, uh, you know, quarantine and stuff, people not having stuff to do, they go on Netflix, just rewatch the entire Breaking Bad exactly. uh, series, because yeah. they're bored, and it's like, oh my god, this is actually <laughs> just a great show, Yeah, it's and really I'm gonna, show. and you know, make jokes about it online and stuff, and then it just kind of comes back, you know. <laughs> did, it, did it start, did the whole Walter White, like, meme resurgence, did that start with you get stick bugged or did it start with the walter white like jesse you must convert to islam memes? <laughs> I, think I think that was like the early stages, that was right? the, early of stages. The, of the walter white's resurgence that was one of them the other one was was very early cases of the um spoilers after hank's death and like when like his reaction face and like using oh, that yeah, as like yeah <laughs> it's like, like really like like ironic takes on like other kind of reaction faces just because, like, that's mm-hmm. such an awful gut wrenching scene, and just using it as like a reaction to like when my, you know, like when my my poo stinky or some shit like that. And just... Yeah, I think the the first one of those I, I I've seen is just like um like metalheads when the ground turns into a giant <laughs> magnet. I literally <laughs> lost my shit. <laughs> I love those. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. After that, you know, just kind of, um, I, I guess that that was like the the first uh, the straw. That was the straw that broke the camel's back, and, <laughs> and when that know, camel fell down, trends. we were unleashed with so many Walter White memes. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man! Well, here's another meme oh, that's good. you can think about. This is less of a meme. I think this is a better example of just like kind of surrealist humor of like the 21st century. Or mm-hmm. like you know, teenagers living in the 2010s. Um, the the old video of the the hand petting the Pepe. Do you know that? I haven't and seen the Pepe petting. meme in so long. No, this is like the uh, like the hand like getting closer to the Pepe, and then it's just like happy music, and he's just petting it, just like you, you've definitely I, seen I, it before. I, I haven't seen that one. I don't think. Okay. I think I I I don't think I've seen it with pepe but i've seen it with like that that smile cat yes cat with a really big smile i've seen it with that <laughs> okay oh okay okay I'm, I'm watching it right now oh okay yeah, yeah i've seen that right i think this is a good example of like stupid kind of absurdist humor now because we don't like this because it's funny you know this is just a it's just slightly unexpected you know, it's not too usually you see like a homeless or like a like a um, uh, like a wholesome kind of kind of take on this. And mm-hmm. also, there's no comedy to it. It's just a it's just a hand petting this little character that we love. Um, yeah. And it's paired with like old Nintendo music. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it's shareable <laughs> since it's iconic and right. it's wholesome. You know, because wholesome wholesome content is you know. It's it's it ha- it has its mark, you know. Mm-hmm. It has its place. But unlike and, you know, the Bernie meme, which is like, you know, it transcends generations and just just gets loved by so many people. This is like only lovable by like t- <laughs> by like teenagers and, yeah. and and people who kind of understand this uh, this weird obsession with these little Pepe emotes and, and little hands petting things. 
<laughs> as much as there's like no actual like comedy behind it, I'm kind of glad that a lot more memes have kind of become like this kind of wholesome theme to them. Yeah, because I remember when memes used to be really like gory, like it was it was a lot of like shock factor. Mm. It was edgy. It, it was, was like, edgy and like Los cool. Angeles rush. But honestly, I I like seeing cute Pepe getting pet by a hand with funny music in the background more than I like seeing some dude fall off of a building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was kind of a tell. Like, when were those most popular? It was like 2016, 2017. Yeah, that was when we were middle schoolers, I think. So yeah, yeah I was like, it was around then. That was like Dat Boy Harambe. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of weird because Dat Boy himself was really harmless. You know, it's kind of similar to the petting the Pepe meme. It's just like, it's just a, it's just a frog on a unicycle. It's just going. Well, and the, well, but but a lot of those were ear rape, right? Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot that that was like a common a thing. thing. Yeah, ear rape. That's Jesus. a whole other. <laughs> the funniest thing. It, it yeah it, it it like works for uh, yeah, select things but yeah it very other than that rarely, it's just loud it yeah very <laughs> works, yeah yeah um it's a, it's a science what caused that like that like crazy like 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 whiplash inducing turn away from like old school memes to like modern ones in like 2016 was it was it like the whole like Donald Trump and just like year of just um. Just like just like YouTube content and stuff like that, because if you look like a year feel, before that, things were normal. <laughs> I feel like it was kind of when like Filthy Frank and Idubs and stuff. Oh yeah, popular. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're totally right. And a yeah. lot of people started watching their videos and stuff, and it, it kind of a lot. It was mostly people our age, I think, who were kind of in like middle school, beginning a high school kind of area, mm-hmm. and who started watching that, and they were like whoa, this is funny, and I think it kind of changed what, like, memes and humor were for a lot of people. Right, that, right. That was kind of the turning point for, like, from, you know, normal to surrealist, right? Because it was, like, Filthy Frank and, like, yeah, especially Filthy Frank, he was very surrealist in his content and stuff, like, you know, just, like, you know, you wouldn't know what, I mean, he would have, like, a story arc to his videos, but, like, you know, just a bunch of random dumb shit would happen. <laughs> yeah, or like how to basic. Yes. I, I think that also yeah, brought a lot yeah. of that, like surrealist, where it was kind of just he just throws eggs at stuff in all of his videos. He's been doing that for years, years <laughs> and years. <laughs> I've always wondered where he gets food from. Like, does he actually buy all the food and just kind of waste it, or does he just like? like what does he do? Does he, like, I've heard some people theorize that he works in a grocery store as like his main job. And he just like takes all of like the old unsold and expired food, and um, that's what he uses to film his videos. Maybe. I mean, yeah, th- that that'd be a that, of, that would be good. Yeah, that would be better than you know <laughs> fresh food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I do just want to point out that it has been what like five, six, five years since How to Basics started to get you know really popular, mm-hmm. and yeah. So, How Do Basics started in 2011, and he still averages over 1 million views every single video. <laughs> Not averages, he has over 1 million views on every single video of his, and he still up- uploads. He uploaded last three weeks ago. God. That makes you wonder, like, how many of the clicks and views are actually just people, like, looking for a tutorial? Because, you know, that's the whole <laughs> shtick. Yeah. Like, I feel like... I feel like you like I've never fallen for a how to basic sh- like how to tutorial. Then again, I don't I really look up how to tutorials that often. So, <laughs> have you have you fallen for one? Like that's how I found the channel. I'm pretty sure is I mm. I was like, ooh, a cooking video, and it was not a cooking <laughs> video. I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I found myself fooled by how to basic. Um, not by clicking on his videos like intentionally, but just like the actual content of his videos, like the videos themselves, just like showing up in like other feeds and stuff, and just thinking, "Oh, where is this going?" Because most of them start off fairly normal, and yeah. then just immediately go crazy. I find yeah. that his older videos, like the really early ones, they used to, they um they usually start off normal, and instead of just like immediately descending into chaos, they, it's like a very very slow kind of like avalanche into chaos. He made, I, he made like an old one where he was making a burger and like every part of it was normal. 
you know, he's making a burger, and he added some pickles, and then he added like a weirdly large amount of pickles, like more than what the average person would put on, and then like it was like a two second pause, and then he adds just more pickles on top of that, and just like then the whole jar, and then he starts adding everything else, and you know that <laughs> that's where it all falls apart. But it's like yeah, nowadays it seems like his videos are just like um, it's just like one frame and then everything is just crazy and nuts. <laughs> I, I, I want to revise my previous statement because okay. a little bit earlier I said that, you know, I think that let's call them Neo memes. Neo like new memes came from um, like the rise of like filthy Frank and items and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to revise that and I'm going to say, you know, like the, the surrealist kind of like weird um, out of context memes that we have now. I think that kind of came from, the start of like modern social media mm. like it was kind of around the same period of time that youtubers started to get really big and streaming on like platforms like twitch started to become really popular and i don't know i just think that it it opened up an avenue for a lot of people to gain a lot of followers fast yes and so people started looking for like the, the next funny thing what could be the next thing that would you know get people that's a that's a that's an interesting way of thinking about it because I do think like, um, especially on Twitch, things like media share and like like donations and stuff yeah. like that, those had like a huge impact on like what memes were there because you know these Twitch streamers they would they, what most of them would do that are like successful on YouTube and Twitch is that they would just you know edit down their streams to, like the best bits and then upload that as a video, and mm-hmm. then you know a lot of streamers. On top of that, what they'll do is they'll just like have like, you know, their sessions where people donate stuff and they get to like play their videos and memes and stuff. And then they just edit that down as well and then upload that as like a, you know, <laughs> media share compilation. And yeah. those are kind of like, you can find those from years before modern meme compilations exist in the sense of like modern meme compilations like, like um, you know, created by independent channels doing their own thing. Because there's always there's always been like meme compilation channels and stuff like that. I'm talking about like channels like PewDiePie and people like that actually like going through and like watching stuff that's like like funny videos. Years and yeah. years before that, it was streamers and and other people just like media sharing and just like sharing the videos they find, um, especially on like Instagram and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can find tons and tons of channels on YouTube, which have like 1000 subscribers, like each, like they have like one or 2000 subscribers. And the only reason they have that many is because they uploaded a meme, which was popular on Instagram or Twitter and stuff like that. And then they upload the video to YouTube and then people go on YouTube to find it and then comment on it or download it and stuff like that. Yeah. So so there's like a whole meme economy on YouTube of just like memes that have like 40 or 50,000 views. (laughs) and have just been reposted so many times and it's crazy how like this has changed over the past few years because you never ever see this before like the past like four or five years but are you basically saying lucas like i'm just trying to kind of summarize your whole point kind of would you say like kind of the short form sort of content where it's just like you know a, a 20 30 second video has kind of changed the i guess market or whatever for the 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 memes and stuff that are shared around because like you know back in the um you know back when you know there's before the internet and stuff people would just tell like i don't know knock knock jokes like you would have to actually like (laughs) have a structure to your joke but you know with the internet it's like you can you have the ability to film stuff and you know shoot stuff and I, i guess just find like random low quality videos for the sake of, you know, them being low quality and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. just all those different aspects that, you know, go into that, make it funny. You know, ha- has that, in a sense, I guess, changed? Is that is that kind of what you're saying? I think it's changed because we're not, like, evolving memes anymore. Like, I'd say the vast, vast majority of modern memes and things that make us laugh are just layers and layers of ironic takes on older memes. Um, yeah. Because even like like memes now, like like the format of like um, a picture from like a movie scene or something, and then like the text above it that says like you know blah 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 me, and then you know whatever the images you usually see on like Twitter and stuff like that, that's super popular. But that is just like a different version of old block text memes, right? Yeah, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, 
the thing with old block tech memes though, uh, and and how many of those got shared around, there weren't that many formats. Like that you had a certain amount of formats and pictures you can use, and the 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 joke of it was that you were supposed to change the text, and and make it applicable in your own sense, right? Yeah. But with modern memes, there's no one format. I mean, there's formats that get used and like used over and over again, but like funny memes don't have to use the same format. They just use whatever they want. <laughs> and usually it's some kind of ironic take on something that would make someone laugh from like 10 years ago. Um, usually low quality, usually, <laughs> usually doesn't make too much sense when you think about it. Usually actually physically just has low quality. Like it's, it's a shitty pixely bad image because it's like, it's been shared so many times. I mean, we yeah. see we see now those like you remember those old meme formats which were like a picture, and then it has like a black outline, and mm-hmm. then like white text at the bottom that had that would usually like caption it and say something like yeah. epic fail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember those old that old school stuff? Well, now we're seeing that where that's being used ironically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like the white text will say something like that is not true, and then there's another one on top of that that says yes, it is dumbass, and <laughs> it's like. That's really funny, but that's just because it's funny because it's like, that's like something like a 13 year old would post on Facebook back in like 2011, you know, yeah. <laughs> like responding yeah. to someone or making a low quality response like that. Um, and I think that's true for the vast majority of modern memes, aside from the really just absurd ones, which are just stupid and really funny. Hold on. I guess to kind of summarize this whole like tangent we've been going on <laughs> this whole episode, right? Um, would you say like we've dried the meme reservoir? Have we? Have we? Are we? Do you think we're going to be able to strike new gold anytime soon? I. Sorry, Lucas. Do you want to go first? No, no. Okay. What I was going to say was just, I think it it kind of has to do with less with the memes themselves and more with us. I think, kind of going off what I was saying earlier, but this is not really. I may be going too deep with this. But I think that like a lot of kids, right as the internet started to become more popular, a lot of kids like got on the internet. And I think that like looking back now, there's so much stuff that I used to find funny that I don't find funny anymore. But I know that people who are, how do I say this? People who are the same age as people who are like 11 now still find that kind of humor funny. And mm-hmm. so I think it's kind of like we are growing up and kind of moving past those memes. But I think younger generations still find that like format funny if that makes sense yeah so we're in a sense passing the torch off to the the younger gen zers you know yeah <laughs> oh man that that's just i don't know that it's kind of weird <laughs> to think about like, it's just it's just weirdly <laughs> symbolic and beautiful i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see this is why we need like historical analyzers to analyze this stuff to like mm-hmm. fully understand what the hell we were talking about and thinking about. <laughs> I mean, like, like kind of going off that. I've I've been playing. Um, am I allowed to say brand names? Of course, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been playing, you know, Minecraft since I was a very young age. And, <laughs> yes, and you can then, say the word Minecraft. <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't know how copyright laws work. And stuff. Oh God, no. Um, and then like a week a week or two ago, my nephew, who's I think he just turned six. Um, he FaceTimes me and he's like, look at this, this sword that I made. He made a Minecraft sword out of Legos. And, and I don't think he's ever even played Minecraft. I think he's just built like the Minecraft Lego sets. And so he like knows what Minecraft is, but he's never played it. And it, I just think that's weird. Like, like to, to me as a child, having played something and now my nephew's playing it and like <laughs> is interested in it and stuff. I find that weird too, because my ne- my nephews do the exact same thing. Like they're yeah. playing a game which I remember playing in like 2012, <laughs> and like experiencing like alongside everyone else as like it evolved. And now, I'm, yeah, now I'm the veteran. <laughs> Look at me. Oh man, we're getting old. We're getting old. We we've we have been through a lot together, us three. Yeah. I would say, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I would yeah. Say so. yeah. You know, we've had a lot of fun memories, like. Uh, you know, New Year's 2020, shout out. <laughs> I, I still it. miss that, you know. You want to go into that? 
Yeah, let's just that was the that was the that was the hot ones, man. <laughs> the hot ones challenge. Oh my god, dude! That was that so night. Fun. That night is just yeah. It, it's just like okay. So basically, um, just kind of explain it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 2019, 2020, we had a New Year's party at uh, Elijah's place. Um, you know, like about I'd say like uh, ten or eleven people came over. So, you know, meet good small to medium-sized party, right? Yeah. And um, we decided, uh, if you guys know Hot Ones, we uh, decided to make our own spice gauntlet, basically. And, you know, Wyatt made the made the chicken wings and stuff. And, you know, we, we, we had, like, 64 wings, so we were all packed and ready. And we were going to do, like, a tournament uh, to pity, pit each other against each other. And, you know, basically, it would we'd go down the gauntlet and whoever, uh, whoever, like whoever drank the milk first loses. So we did that and, you know, went all the way up and, you know, we had the hottest sauce in the final round. I remember being the, in the final <laughs> round, making it to the final round, the Hellboy sauce. We ran out of wings. So we were starting to do chips. We were eating the chips. It was, uh, I, I'll just say the first names. Uh, it was, uh, me, Carla, Wyatt and Taryn, right? Uh, us in the final four, and then you know we're eating that. It wasn't really doing anything. Um, and then I, I think Carla, I think Carla was the first to drop out. But like you know, after that, it was just it was it was me, Taryn, and uh, Wyatt, right, all in the last round. And you know, we're doing that. It wasn't working. So I see like Skylar and Cedar like go into <laughs> Elijah's kitchen and be like, "We gotta fix this, right?" Oh, no, they no, no, get every sauce. That was me and Cedar. Or, it, was, it was you and Cedar. Yeah. It was you and Cedar. You're like, yeah. we gotta fix this. Pour every fucking <laughs> sauce into the same, like, dipping cup and then pour it on some bread that they found <laughs> in their kitchen. Plain and white be like, bread. Yeah. And it was just, behold, the Mississippi Queen. And, you know, we, we, we had that. And, you know, we all grew. It was like, oh, God, you know, is this going to kill us? Because it, it was every hot sauce. Including ones, the hottest one we had was like one point, like seven Scovilles, which is a lot. Probably one point seven million Scovilles. Yeah, yeah, that's not it. One point seven million Scovilles, and that that was that that was the hottest one after the bomb, which the bomb's a bitch, right? That was awful. And you know, it was that one, the bomb, all those. We had like five sauces on there. It was awful. Uh-huh. So it was me, Wyatt, and. Uh, Taryn, who had the privilege, the honor to take partake <laughs> in the legendary Mississippi Queen, and you know, we all took the bite in it. We were, we, I remember, it was like the five seconds after we bit into it, we were like, we were all like, nothing, nothing, this is nothing, <laughs> and then like, it just it kicked me in the ass. Oh my god, dude! It was like, I I lost, I couldn't even like, I I didn't even feel the spice. My body just went numb and limp, and I started. I, I don't know if you guys remember, but I started just going fucking crazy. Like I, I like took off my shirt and started like screaming. And like, yeah, I was like laughing and screaming. And you know, Tar- and what surprised me was Taryn and Wyatt. They were like, you know, they were, <laughs> they, you know, they they were reacting, but they were, you know, you know, they they were they were fine. They were still on their feet, and you know, it got worse. And so, yeah, it got worse, and so. They had to take another bite, and then, you know... <laughs> I'm pretty sure me and Lucas brought them a second piece of bread. We did, yeah. Yeah, was sec- <laughs> yeah. And, they did, and they did that. They were going outside, and then, you know, the it, it was just it was just really just an epic duel between the, the last two of them, because, you know, I, I obviously after that, I was like, no way. I'm not... <laughs> you know, I, I will actually kill myself for that one more. But, you know, yeah, we brought them outside, and... Um, um, got the milk ready. We we got them outside because they were they were sweating up a storm, and you know, and finished finished it off. And I think I think it ended with Wyatt throwing up and saying, "I can't do this anymore." <laughs> I, ter- Taryn just isn't a human. That's no, the only no, reason why I lost. Taryn. Okay, so so that was partially because Taryn was was wanting to win the respect of Wyatt, mm-hmm. and then also partially be. I I saw Taryn afterwards. Taryn was physically shaking. Like yeah. I touched his hands, his hands were cold, like cold to the touch, and he was just <laughs> shivering, shaking. He was like, "I don't know what's happening, but I feel terrible." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just this weird sensation that was beyond. Um, 
I, I, it's beyond like description. It was almost like like you were high for a second and felt like it was just like <laughs> my, I like almost disassociated or something. It was just it was nuts. <laughs> well, Cedar, I told Isaac this in a, in a direct message, but um, I think Taryn is just like three like really big rats in like a human skin, and that's why he can kind of like, eat the spicy food and like still like kind of survive. And <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say I don't know how that man's alive. Um, I've yeah. I've known him since since elementary school, but I've only really been friends with him since like the beginning of middle schoolish. Mm-hmm. And um, I watched that man learn that he was lactose intolerant, and then proceed to eat so much cheese over the next year that he was no longer lactose intolerant. <laughs> like I mean, he would eat an entire pizza and then be like, "My what? stomach hurts so badly," and he would. He, I I don't know how he did it. He he Every, just like he persevered. He just like brute forced himself to not be <laughs> lactose. Is that even well, like I, science? I <laughs> he might still be lactose intolerant, but I know for a fact that like we would have sleepovers and like uh, whoever was hosting their mom would like buy pizza or something, and we would be like, "Oh, Taryn, should we get something else for you?" And he'd be like, "No," and he'd eat the pizza, and then he would. <laughs> And then, like, within, like, two hours, he'd be like, dude, my stomach hurts so bad. And I'm like, yeah, I know. You ate pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, we love him anyway. Yeah, yeah no, he's good. He's he good. continues to make us laugh. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. No, a lot of a lot of stuff we've been through. And, you know, I, I hope I hope at some point, um, you know, you know, obviously not this year. We can do it this year, but you know, maybe next year or something. I I want to do something like that again, like the the, yeah. the hot wings thing, because yes. that was just like genuinely fun. That was yeah. really fun. Um, yeah. Can I can I tell you guys a little a little a fun little story? Yes. Sure. Okay. Um. To so in the last couple of weeks, you know, in order to spice <clears throat> up, um, quarantine a bit, my family came up with this idea to do these like challenges. And so the very first one that we did, we blindfolded ourselves and my mom ran it and we blindfolded ourselves and we were just given hot sauce and we had to eat the hot sauce and guess what brand it was. And there were like, I think it was a total of like 15 hot sauces, something like that. And then um, last week we did another one where my, where again, we were blindfolded and my mom just gave us drinks, like random drinks. And we had to guess what the liquids inside of them were. And I gotta say, just doing stuff like that's really fun, especially with like yeah. <laughs> what kind of drinks were they? Uh it was like you know, like orange, like different kinds of juices, and then like w- one round was we had to moonshine. It was yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, <laughs> no, one round was um, sodas, and one of them was Crush, and one of them was Fanta, and I was like, how is anyone supposed to get this right? Did you get it like, right? No, it okay. was orange, <laughs> orange Fanta. Like, it's the same thing. Okay, Cedar, we don't have to bring that kind of conversation into here. The slanderous <laughs> claims. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think, I think soda talk in the Teenage Club podcast is, like, too controversial. Is, is that too controversial? <laughs> between, Lucas, between Lucas and I, we've just had, like, different preferences, like, in, in as far as uh, soda goes, I think, right? Well, Isaac, you prefer Coke over Pepsi, right? Yeah, and I... And I prefer Dr. Pepper overall. <sighs> Dr. Pepper sucks. What? It's, it's okay. just no, awful. no, no, no. We don't. We don't get into it. We don't get into it. It's <laughs> okay, gonna be. It's gonna. This. It's gonna be too political. Okay. It's gonna be too political. <laughs> we talk about was, politics was, all day. I was, I was about to say something along the lines of, "I might be pushing it too far here, but are you guys Pep, uh, like Pepsi or Coke guys?" And then you you <laughs> answer my question for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a very very yeah. strong believer of the Pepsi fan fandom. Um. Yeah. Is there a fandom? Yeah, I, I'm in an IRC chat. For Pepsi. I mean, I guess do you play Pepsi, Pepsi Man? I do. I do, do. You play Pepsi Man. <laughs> Is there a port? Is there a port you can play? Yes. Okay. Yes. To to quickly change off this controversial topic. Yes. I have a question about playing, Isaac. I, I've noticed on Discord whenever you come online, it says that you're playing Hong Kong '97. <laughs> I looked that up. Yeah. And it says it's a Bruce Lee game. Okay, Isaac. Oh God, Cedar. Cedar, we need to we need to grace you with the knowledge of Hong Kong '97. This is going to be the closing story. This is good. Yeah, give the most detail. Are we we approaching time? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we'll 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 tell the closing story. 
so, detailed as possible. Hong Kong 97 <laughs> was made by a little little mom and pop company called uh, Happy Soft, right? And, okay. you know, they... What, what console was it for? It was the Super Famicom, right? Yes, the they, Japanese they were trying, they were Super try- Nintendo. Yeah, Super, Super Famicom, yeah. And they were, uh, you know, in this game, it's the only game they've ever made, and then <laughs> they, they just never made anything else again. And in that game, um, yeah, it's, it's a, right, it's like they taste, they take like Bruce Lee, right, I think. Was it Bruce Lee? Yeah, no, and, and they call Bruce Lee's cousin. Yeah, it's Bruce Lee's cousin. No, no, yeah, I'm just saying they take the model of oh, him, yes, yes. right? And then, and then they, the main character's named Chin, right? And the story, the story is, um, that 1.2 billion red communists, which, you know, that's just the entire population of China, right? Okay. Is, uh, is invading Hong Kong and the Hong Kong government needs a weapon. So they, they have Chin to kill every 1.2 billion of the red communists, right? And, um, um, the final, the, like, boss or whatever that, like, appears randomly throughout the game is, uh, Deng Xiaoping, right? Did I say that right? <laughs> yes. And, you know, it, it's just his head. It's just, like, if you, if you look it up, it's just his big head that's just, like, bouncing around the screen. And the actual gameplay is genius. You just, like, it's just, you know, chin on random backgrounds shooting, uh, pellets from him. On like a isometric uh, view, and you know it's just like a never-ending game and stuff, and and you know the the bo- the the boss appears you know frequently throughout the game, and he's he's kind of the the counter weapon to Chin. So uh, there's a whole you know lore to this. Yes, and it's it's good. It's very complicated so, arc. <laughs> I would watch uh, if you, if you want want to know more, I'd watch the uh, AVGN episode on it. Okay, so. I, I, I will. I've, I've been very curious about that for a long time. Because sometimes I'll like open up Discord and I'm like, hmm. I, I, I wonder if, if they're recording today. The I, wonder, I wonder who they're recording with today. And I'll open it up and I always see you and then playing Hong Kong 97. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's just it's just a permanent staple. I thought it's, it's a good game. And I thought, you know, I, I should let everyone know that I play it all the time. So there you go. <laughs> Wag. Oh man, that was a wonderful podcast. That was, was a great episode. I think that was that goes down in the history books as number one episode, easily. Actually, it's number seven. <laughs> Sorry, that was episode seven. <laughs> this is episode seven. <laughs> this is this is genuinely, actually, literally episode seven. <laughs> this is the eighth episode of the Teenage Club podcast, number seven, because um, we started at number zero. Uh, not confusing at all. Yeah. Thank fine. you. Thank you, Cedar, for being here. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I feel like we talked uh, about a lot of good stuff. Yeah, no, <laughs> we really delve into the meme culture there, and yes. uh, you know, hopefully that'll interest people. I'm sure it will. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very it's a very interesting topic that I'm sure a lot of people care about. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Percy. Right, so yeah, do you have any parting words, Cedar? Yes, what's your parting words? Save the world. My final message. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> Goodbye.